One thing about the Oregon Shakespeare Festival that surprises a few newcomers is that only about four or five of the 11 shows they do each year are by William Shakespeare. The festival mixes things up a lot, adding original shows, historical classics, world premieres, musicals, and American standards. This year, with four shows open already and more to come as the year unfolds, two non-Shakespeare shows are already clear hits. Such is the case with Frank Lesser's Guys and Dolls, a show so popular that every high school and community theater company in the nation cannot resist taking a crack at it. But forget what you think you know about Guys and Dolls. Director Mary Zimmerman, a card-carrying theatrical magician of the highest order, is known for tackling impossible source material like Ovid's Metamorphoses, The Notebooks of Leonardo da Vinci, Kipling's The Jungle Book. This year, she's taken on the Herculean task of making guys and dolls look fresh, fun, and significant. And she's done it. On a mostly bare stage occupied at all times by a wooden table and a portable scale model of New York City, a massive wall occasionally opens up windows that reveal various scene-setting images like palm trees or sewer grates. Other scene elements roll on and off or bounce on, in the case of several dozen beach balls that appear in one scene set in Havana, Cuba. But the real razzle-dazzle in this Guys and Dolls is the cast. As the confirmed bachelor and gambler Sky Masterson and the engaged but marriage-phobic Nathan Detroit, Jeremy Peter Johnson and Rodney Gardner are forces of nature, bringing stellar voices and magnificent character work to what could become easy-to-phone-in cliches. In the hands of such inventive actors, these two cartoonish characters, affable criminals caught in the magnetic pull of love, become richly detailed human beings. The entire cast follows suit, somehow turning these people into folks with real emotions roiling under their skins. And the result is a Guys and Dolls that has more than just dynamic singing and dancing and a fluffy superficial plot. This one has real heart and plenty of magic. And that brings us to Fingersmith. Sarah Waters' best-selling Victorian crime thriller novel became the book to read about 10 years ago, fueled by its daring combination of Dickensian detail and heart-pounding lesbian sex. With a sprawling cast of characters, public hangings, Victorian pornography, and that aforementioned girl-on-girl bedroom action, Fingersmith might not sound like an obvious choice for a Shakespeare festival. So it's a good thing OSF likes to break rules. This world premiere commission from playwright Alexa Young brings with it enormous buzz and audience anticipation. The story, about which little can be revealed, is set in two very different households in 1861 London. Sue Trinder is a pickpocket who's grown up in the makeshift family of the amiable Fagin-like criminal Mrs. Suxby. When a legendary con man named Gentleman pulls Sue into his scheme to swindle a mentally frail heiress, things, to say the least, take a few unexpected turns. Turns. Directed by OSF Artistic Director Bill Rausch, the story clips along with pacing and polish, its shape-shifting cast augmented by some delightful stagecraft, including boats and carriages sailing or clip-clopping along on a rotating stage. Alternately moving and scary, hilarious and engaging, Fingersmith will keep you guessing to the last surprise in a show so full of surprises you'll lose count. It's a must-see. For the full schedule and information about this year's festival, visit osfashland.org. I'm David Templeton, Second Row Center for KRCB. KRCB.